You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Black Lives Matter protesters arrested. Shenanigans are happening. They were cited with blocking the Seattle Freeway on ML King Day. Before we get into it, if you're new, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I'm a real estate guy that reads the news. All right, let's jump on in. And this is from Fox News Channel. The acronym for Black Lives Matter was also written on the freeway. I don't know why we think it's so important to protest on the freeway, especially after we had pretty big incident last summer during the whole Chop Jazz thing, where a car ran over a couple of the protesters, killing one. Ugh, maybe we shouldn't play on the freeway. That's kind of my thought. They were literally having a dance party on the freeway, and a car came on and pretty pretty fast because they thought it, he thought it was the freeway and it wasn't it was something else it was a bunch of protesters and two of them got hit and uh, not good at least a dozen people were arrested in seattle and two vehicles were impounded this was monday after a group of people showing their support for black lives matter blocked a freeway causing traffic delays throughout the afternoon it's one thing in seattle we do not have good freeways. They're, they're completely undersized for all of our population and always have been because we just don't have enough land, not enough vacant land. We have to do, we have to condemn everything to get it removed to get our freeway system in. And it's just this mess. And so we've always been behind the curve as far as our transportation planning, getting enough people, getting enough roadways open to have our population served. So if you, and like any big city, we have a lot of traffic. And if you have a traffic jam on I-5 where this is early enough in the in the afternoon, it is going to jam things up all day long. It's going to take until the evening for that to kind of work its way out. And these protesters know that. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, let's just cause some havoc and let, let's just hold hands and sing songs on Interstate 5. A video showed troopers with Washington State Patrol attempting to usher a group of people holding hands and sitting down off of the I-5 North Collector Distributor Road, all while afternoon traffic was forced to a standstill. I think some people were upset. Hey, what's going on up there? Is that a wreck? Are you kidding me, protesters? Why can't they stay off the freeway? I don't know. That's the freeway. They're just attracted to the freeway. Oh, let's go where cars go really fast and we might get killed. Let's go protest there. That seems like a good call. The letters BLM could also be seen written across the roadway in what authorities confirmed with Fox News was spray paint. When I first saw the picture, you could only see the B and the L because the B is outlined in red. So you could see that and the L was in red and then the white or the um, M for in the BLM was it. I couldn't really see it. It was like BL. Oh, huh. All right. But that was just the way it ended up being with the artistic integrity on the freeway. Andy No, he's got a good video here. He tweeted out. Black Lives Matter protesters shut down the freeway and you can just kind of watch it and they're holding hands and car, car, you know, traffic is stopped and people are like, what is that? What are we doing? Oh, it's Seattle. They're just protesting again. So let's keep going. The incident began around 1230 p.m. local time. This was this past Monday when a group of people was seen near James Street walking onto the freeway. Awesome. 
Just, you know where you want to go? You know, you know, as a little kid, your parents always said, don't play in the street. You know, they, they never said, hey, don't play in the freeway. You know why? Because no sane person goes on the freeway walking. <laughs> they just don't. These people are nuts. I mean, okay, so we're going to get our message across by shutting down traffic in Seattle. That's not going to upset people. That's going to make people think, oh, my gosh, you're right. Your cause, we need to pay more attention. You are so right. Now that I'm an hour and a half late to my meeting, oh, let's sit down and talk about your cause. No, nobody says that ever, right? I don't care what your cause is. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, whatever, whatever your cause is. This really isn't the way to get the message across. I know you might think it is. Somehow you might come up with the whole idea of, ah, oh, people are really going to listen to us now. Well, they're going to be forced to, and they're going to be wildly upset, and they're going to blame you for numerous things, the least of which is they couldn't get to where they were going because you're on the freeway. The Washington State Department of Transportation's traffic account tweeted that the northbound I-5 collector distributor road was closed due to police activity. Backing up northbound 5 past I-90, that's a big, long stretch. Not good. Footage broadcast by Q13 Fox showed law enforcement vehicles were later parked in a line on the freeway to separate demonstrators by the median from newly reopened lanes of traffic as cars slowly passed by. Trooper Rick Johnson. Hey, Rick. Uh, the spokesperson for the Washington State Patrol confirmed to Fox News on Tuesday that 12 individuals have been arrested and cited for various offenses, including obstruction, disorderly conduct related to blocking a roadway, and malicious mischief related to tagging of the freeway. Yeah, so, I mean, this is just this this storyline just keeps going, right? I mean, it's like, what are you guys doing? He said the King County Jail refused to book those individuals, though he was unsure what reason they provided. Those individuals were therefore merely cited and released, Johnson said. Because those people were not booked, Johnson said State Patrol cannot release their names until prosecutors formally file charges against them. Two vehicles used to block the freeway were impounded. Johnson said the roadway had been mostly cleared by 1.30 p.m. Monday. He was the one to initially tweet about the rests. Trooper Rick Johnson is Johnny on the spot with his tweets. I mean, if you want to figure out what's going on, tune in to Trooper Rick Johnson at WSPD2PIO. Um, I mean, it's just, is that, yeah, that's him. A total of at least eight individuals arrested and will be booked so far. Two vehicles impounded. More info to come. That was his first tweet. And then the second tweet was a hashtag update. A total of 12 arrested and will be booked. Roadway is clear. Great job by Washington State Patrol troopers who responded and took care of this situation. Thanks for those in the backup for your patience. Didn't have a lot of options except to be patient, right? I need to be ahead of these protesters because I've got stuff to do and these people are wrecking my schedule because they shouldn't be on the freeway. If you want to peacefully protest down a different road that you've pulled a permit for, that would be one thing. But I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to step out and I'm going to say 99% sure you did not have a legal permit 
to protest on the freeway. I'm just going to say that. I mean, I, 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 I don't know about my accuracy, but I'm pretty confident in that statement that you shouldn't be protesting on the freeway. All right, so let's keep going here. A 13th protester, a 40-year-old woman, was transported to Harborview Medical Center in stable condition, Q13 Fox reported. Johnson told Fox News that this individual is laying down in the roadway and stopped responding to verbal commands. So troopers called in the Seattle Fire Department, and she was transported to a hospital to be evaluated. Did she just go silent? Did she just, uh, you know... Play dead? I don't know. I mean, with these people, you don't know what they are doing because most of it is not rational, like playing in the freeway. To his understanding, Johnson said he did not believe there was a medical reason for the woman to stop responding, but troopers called in the fire department out of caution. So now you've got probably Seattle police, you've got state troopers. And you've got the fire department, Seattle Fire Department. What an amazing use of, of our resources. I mean, those guys didn't have anything better to do but then to go, you know, chaperone some people playing on the freeway. Hey, kids, don't play in the street. But I never said anything about the freeway. Yep, you can play there. It's okay. You won't get hurt. You won't get killed. Cars don't go fast on the freeway. No, they don't. A nearby overpass by Yesler Way also grew crowded with demonstrators marching on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Seattle police moved in and made additional arrests, Cairo reported. Johnson could not confirm whether those protesters who blocked the freeway were involved with the march. We just don't know. They could have been. We're not entirely sure. So we got protesters, protesters doing their thing on I-5. What do you expect? I mean, this is just going to keep on going, right? Next summer, uh, I think the fun is going to start all over again. And we are going to have a lot of nonsense and it will keep going. Um, because this storyline seems to keep going and nobody really does anything about it as far as hey, what you guys are doing is illegal. You're not peacefully protesting. You're doing some other stuff was interesting. King County Jail was like, yeah, we're just not booking those people. They're protesters. We give them a hall pass. Hall pass for all protesters. That's what they get. All right. So now we know the protesters, they're still out there. They haven't really gone anywhere. They're on the freeway. They're doing their thing. They're getting arrested. Not really being booked. Will any charges be pressed? Who knows? Unlikely. They'll just keep doing their thing. I've got an update for you. This is a very important CHOP update. Plywood comes down as Seattle police begins process of removing East Precinct wall and barriers. In the update, the mayor's office, the wall is expected down in coming weeks. This, too, is because of the peaceful protesters. So what has happened with the East Precinct? That's the precinct that during CHOP, the Seattle mayor, it's allegedly told police to basically vacate and give it up as a peace offering to the peaceful pro protesters. That's just what we're doing here in Seattle. Now, you guys don't need your, your precinct anymore. You guys are okay with that. We're just going to take all of you guys and put you over in the West Precinct, you know, East, West. Yeah, you guys can work it out. You can work wherever. We don't really need police in this precinct. We're just going to offer it up as a peaceful offering to the peaceful protesters because it's all about peace peace. But 
how come the 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 police station has gigantic concrete blocks around it as if it's a barricade against an incoming mortar round then on top of that it has got metal fencing i mean and then we've got wood against up all of the windows so because it's so peaceful we we need to have our police station barricaded up like a World War II something or other. I mean, seriously, that's what's going on. You can't even walk around on that side of the sidewalk because it goes out into the street. I've walked there and it's like, oh, this is heavily fortified. This They are really taking things seriously here at the East Precinct. And you know why? Because they have to, because these people are not so peaceful and they are continually, continually hammering on the East Precinct. Let's check in and see what goes on. If it were me, I would say, you know what? I, I don't want the police working in there to be in some crappy environment where they're like, oh man, I've got no windows. Can't we just take the plywood off that? I don't want I don't want them to be impacted because I don't think this is really their fault. But to me, it's like, leave the thing barricaded up because these people are just going to come back and wreak havoc again and again and again, right? Until somebody just you know, imprisons them for long periods of time for their actions. That's kind of the way I see it. But that doesn't seem to be a popular opinion as they repeatedly are just let out of jail with no charges. Ah, you guys are doing a good job. Keep it up. Whatever you're doing, two thumbs up. Let's go. That's what the peaceful protesters, that's the it's the attaboy they get, right, for doing all of their peaceful protesting. The reopening to the public of Capitol Hill's East Precinct will apparently come piece by piece. This week, plywood is being removed from the Seattle Police Department's precinct headquarters at 12th and Pine. The first time Seattle daylight has touched the glass since the summer days of CHOP in the Capitol Hill protest zone. The large cement wall and fencing barricading the facility and closing it off from the public remain. Oh, large cement wall. And people are really worked up about this. We can't walk on the sidewalk. How about you cross the street and you got a, you've got a crosswalk just about everywhere in here. This is a dense area of Capitol Hill. Walk to the side, walk to the crosswalk, go across the street, walk on that, that sidewalk over there. It's like 30 feet away. It's not that hard. You guys are just nut jobs in Capitol Hill. Sorry. Sorry to everybody in Capitol Hill, but you are. A department spokesperson tells CHS the removal of the plywood is a part of a process underway to fully reopen the precinct when safe to do so. That's not anytime soon. That's not happening. Work is also underway to repair the glass and strengthen the windows, which were reefed on over the summer, if not completely broken out. There is no schedule for removing the wall. Good. Keep it up. CHS reported here in August, and CHS is, CHS is Capitol uh, Hill, Seattle. It's a blog. Um, CHS reported here in August as the Seattle Department of Transportation installed concrete eco blocks. They're just really big concrete blocks. Why do we have to put eco in front of them? Is there anything eco about concrete? Oh, it's... It's friendly to the environment. It's biodegradable after 2,000 years. Eco blocks and a wire fence around Pine and 12th Avenue. It really does look like some kind of prison. It, it, keeping people in, keeping people out, doesn't matter. It's going to do both. 
And the uh, the eco blocks and the concrete and the wire fence, they're blocking sideways and crosswalks, and they're obstructing bike lanes. Oh, no, bikers can't get around. Seattle Police Department said the barrier was necessary in amid ongoing protests and arson threats after reclaiming the building following the chop sweep. In early December, Mayor Jenny Durkin said she was responding to demands from community groups and neighborhood businesses with urgent initiatives to reopen Cal Anderson Park and remove the East Precinct barriers. Well, I get that they want to reopen Cal Anderson Park. That's kind of an integral part of, uh, of that community. To not have a big, really nice park like that that has been basically a homeless encampment, a shoot-up center, a lawless environment. Yeah, when you get that cleaned up, I understand you want to be able to go walk your dog there. But um, removing the East Precinct barriers, I don't know. I think we just let those sit. That's safer. Let's just, let's just see how this goes because I'm betting – that things are going to go south before they get better. That would just be my guess. Just before Christmas, Cal Anderson was swept of encampments and activists again. I was there after they'd done the sweep a couple hours later. See a video of that if you care to see that. It's just they're cleaning up the park. Uh, and it was horrific. I mean, just the amount of garbage they had in there. Just nutty stuff. Um, Cal Anderson was swept of encampments and activists in an action that included 24 arrests, none of which were probably prosecuted to any extent of the law. The park was officially reopened to public use only a few days later for the first time since job, but people were using it all the time. I remember, I think I did a pod, did I do a podcast on, uh, Antifa's soccer game got interrupted and they started mouthing off to the cops and I think a couple of them got arrested or at least they their soccer game had to go away because the park was closed even though other people were using it kind of openly with their dogs and you know frisbees and cool stuff like that. Durkin's office has not yet responded to CHS's inquiry about the status of its efforts to reopen the East Precinct and remove the wall and fencing. Update 115 2021, 11 a.m. The mayor's office is echoing Seattle Police Department's message about the removal. It's the start. Taking down the plywood on the East Precinct was the first step to removing the eco blocks outside the precinct, a spokesperson said. We expect the eco blocks to be removed in the coming weeks. Not tomorrow, not later in the week, sometime. The East Precinct wall, meanwhile, has become a flashpoint unto itself in the ongoing nightly skirmishes between anti-police protesters and the Seattle Police Department with a string of arrests over recent weeks for people allegedly chalking and tagging the wall. Don't do that and you won't get arrested. Kind of simple, isn't it? There's this cause and effect that when you break the law, the police may or may not arrest you depending on what it is that you're doing. There's the, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a thing that happens. You do something, something, there are consequences to your actions. And when you're doing this at a police station, every now and then you're going to get arrested. In addition to antagonizing activists, uh-huh, the wall isn't, does a wall really antagonize activists? Do they walk by and go, ah, that wall, Oh, that wall is going to be the end of me. I can't believe you have a wall there. These eco blocks. Oh, these, these eco blocks. I'm going to have to get some counseling. 
I'm going to have to put some milk in my eyes because my eyes are, they're stinging for, oh, never mind. That's the tear gas. Uh, There's nobody throwing tear gas. Ah, never mind. Flashback. The wall is an eyesore and doesn't exactly send a welcoming message to the surrounding neighborhood. Neither does the nonsense that these protesters do. That's true. How about all the graffiti? Some people say, well, it's art. Well, yeah, but let's not take that that far. It's graffiti. And a lot of times, it's not that great. It's just an eyesore. Central Seattle Greenways has also documented the wall's dangers for pedestrians, cyclists, and drivers. Oh, it's dangerous. Ecoblocks. They might just jump up and hit you. Because as a pedestrian, a cyclist, or a driver, you don't have any control over where your bike, body, or car goes, do you? You just, oh, we're, we're crashing into the ecoblocks. Oh, Got to keep those eco-blocks safe. For those entering the barrier every day, the wall and fence also likely adds to the sense that the East Precinct is a building under siege. It kind of is, isn't it? That's the way I see it. It's under siege because a bunch of knuckleheads are continually hammering on it. That's kind of the definition of siege. So I say we just leave it. It might also have felt that way to some during the height of protest crowds. On a sunny January day, that siege mentality seems a little ridiculous until it's not, till this nonsense keeps going, till we break out more windows, do some more graffiti. I'm sorry, art. Update 115-2021, a.m. Seattle police responded after a small group was reported tagging the precinct wall Thursday night and made two arrests. Activists on social media said some of the p- people committing the vandalism were using chalk. Well, is that better? Is that okay? I mean, we don't really know who's using what. So should you be defacing anything? Probably not. I'm, I'm going to say again, I don't 100% know, but just don't do it. I mean, you know what you're doing. That actually is an antagonizing action. Oh, we're just using chalk. It's not paint. It's just chalk. Livestream video of the incident showed a large response from Seattle Department Police Department's Community Response Group filling East Pine with police vehicles and officers as the standoff escalated. Seattle Police Department reports two people were arrested and booked for investigation of assault on an officer. So somebody probably threw a punch, who knows what. But, um, you know, when you start digging down on any of these stories, it's like, okay, that's not a peaceful protester. They took a swing and they hit a cop in the head. Something like that. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, oh, but they're so peaceful. Mm -hmm. Seattle Police Department says the demonstrators also broke one of the recently uncovered and replaced windows. What? More damage? Say it isn't so. Officers arrested two people during a protest outside the East Precinct Thursday evening. All right. And we go on to excuses about chalk. Um we have anything more? No, that's about it. So yeah, the window we are looking at is on the Seattle Police Department. That's a big commercial window. No doubt about it. That is not a cheap window to have broken. So when when you hear just broken windows, that it's not just broken windows. It's everything that that represents smashed a window. It's basically beating on the building, violating that building. It's not cool. It's not funny. Chalk, not cool. Leave up the leave up all the precautions you need to keep that building safe. That's my opinion. 
I don't care about pedestrians. I don't really care about bicyclists. You can go on the other side of the freaking road and walk there, ride your bike. You can still drive down the down the road. You can work it out. You can get around it. I think it's kind of a uh, it's a monument to hey, this building has seen a lot of action this summer. We're going to try and keep it as safe as we can. I mean, how many cans of paint, how many gallons of paint have been used on the East Precinct to cover up ridiculous graffiti? Gallons and gallons and gallons for sure, let alone the primer and the cleaner needed to take care of all of this art. So broken windows, graffiti, People worked up about the antagonizing eco blocks. We got a lot going on in Seattle, don't we? I mean, why am I even reading this? This is stupid. It really is stupid. And I guess that's why I'm reading it is because it's like, okay, cops have to tolerate this kind of nonsense. I mean, and other people might say, well, Sean, you're not engaging with their conversation of what they have you know, of what they want to say. I don't care what you want to say. If you're doing this kind of stuff, I'm not down with it. I don't care who you are. It's just this is this this is infantile behavior. And I'm not okay with it. So and I think other people aren't either. I know other people aren't people just make fun of it. And you're like, what are you guys doing in Seattle? Well, we got eco blocks, we got people being antagonized by them. We've got graffiti chalkers. <laughs> got people playing in the streets, in the freeway, writing, you know, stuff on the freeway. It's crazy. But it gives me a lot of content to share time with you here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, that's it for me on this one. I am done. Two-parter today, right? You got if you If you haven't subscribed already, you got to subscribe just based on that that whole notion anyway. Hey, you read two articles. Pretty good inside of a half an hour. All right. Thanks, guys. I will catch up with you soon. Bye for now. Stay safe out there. See ya. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.